Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down to wait to your watering hole. Hey, y'all. It's EJ. Hey, girl, Luana. And we're back. I am so proud of us because we are actually recording more on schedule. Yeah. Yes. You know, we, we don't always get it wrong. No. We're trying to get right this year. 2022. You know, people getting it back out into the world. Yeah, they out here. They out here. Wow. Out here. Out, it, the mask mandate is gone. No mask. No. Sight, anywhere. Yeah. I feel weird. I feel like people are looking at me weird, and I still have mine on. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if mine is a safety thing at this point. I just like I like wearing it to be completely honest. I like the fact that when I sneeze, it's contained. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, I don't know, a condom. You don't gotta have it, but maybe you should. In Asian countries, they actually wear masks when they're sick to prevent other people from getting sick. So I think that is something that we should adopt as a result of what we've experienced. That even though, you know, again, it's not like COVID again or whatever, but if you are sick, at least be courteous to other people by wearing a mask that way. But I don't be sick. I just want to put the mask on. Or you don't want to talk to people. You don't want to smile at people. You don't need them to see that you like, why he cut in front of me when I was trying to get them strawberries? Dang. They can see that with your eyes. No, not but you need the eyes and the mouth for some, and you need to see both. And if I want to mouth it to myself, you know, you can't see it. I don't know why. Like, I just think that's a very, I like it. Yeah. Um, I guess I got used to it. We were at the movies the other day. We went to go see um, the new Batman movie, and um, I liked it. By the way, I'm supposed to do supposed to do another talk about the about the movie because it's such a mixed bag some people liked it some people didn't anywho we're in there and somebody just kept sneezing and i when i tell you i made my mask tighter i was like oh you just gonna keep on sneezing you're not gonna leave out of here that's just this is circulated air this is recycling come on somebody and i wonder they still have the mask mandate that's they still do? going on yes because the last when i just flew to michigan this last time um, the mask mandate was still in place. So I guess if you're in a more confined space where you can't move, they're going to require you to still wear masks for a little while. So we'll see how it plays out, but we'll get right into it. It's our, it's a vibe. And we are highlighting a wonderful young lady named Marley Diaz. Yes. So all about Marley Diaz. It says she is the 16 year old founder of a thousand black girl books. Um, I think I saw her on someone's talk show. I can't remember. This was like a while ago. Mm -hmm. She was basically saying how um, she got her purpose from not seeing enough representation, which is something that I'm very, very big about. I say it all the time. It's part of why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. I think that representation is something that people underestimate the power of. Mm -hmm. So when you're in a courtroom and everyone you know, from the staff to the judge is white and you're looking around, the person standing next to you is your representative is white and or black, whatever it is, just if they're in a race different from your own mm-hmm. and you don't see enough self-representation, I think it does have, you know, an un, uh, like a, a, a negative effect on your psyche that you probably don't even think twice about. Absolutely. The majority of people don't think twice about. So right. the fact that I heard her story and part of her motivation in authoring these books was because she wanted to see more self-representation. I thought that's that's amazing for a 16-year-old to um, 
come up with. Absolutely. And she's one of the youngest on Forbes 30 Under 30. Wow. That's amazing. That so, is amazing. And I like that, again, we're focusing on books that feature a Black girl as the lead character. We don't see enough of that. I remember when I was a kid, some of my favorite books were the Babysitter's Club series. Um and the young ladies, there was one black girl, but she wasn't the the, the lead character in those Never books. The no. Yeah. And so um, I remember listening to um, an interview of Toni Morrison, which is, oh, you know, yes. prolific hey. black writer, Lord rest her soul. And she was being interviewed by a white journalist. And of course, Toni Morrison writes black stories. So the, the, the journalist asked her, when was she ever going to write stories featuring white people? And she was like, do you even hear what you're asking me have you ever asked a white author when they're gonna write about black right. people you know what I'm saying? And the, the journalist turned beat red when the question was you know asked back to her but that is interesting to think that you know they don't ask white writers to write about us but for whatever reason when we center ourselves for some reason that's foreign to them that we shouldn't be the lead character in our own stories that's crazy yeah that's underrepresentation that's yeah. crazy and you don't think twice about it because it's just like you adapt that as the norm, right? Like, right. Oh, I'm used to seeing this little little boy with his dog. <laughs> you never think about the fact that you didn't have a, a female hero or you didn't have, you know, a girl with her cat or whatever. Right. And so shout right. out to that. I'm I'm totally here for expanding that horizon, whatever it may be. Everyone right. should have representation and it shouldn't be. Right, to where you can easily see yourself as a NASA engineer or a doctor or a lawyer, whatever it is. There's nothing that should be off limits to you because you haven't seen someone that's done it, that's paved the way for you. And so we definitely have to um, make sure that we're exposing our children to different things and different uh, areas that they want to you know, explore in terms of their careers and things like that. And so it's nice to see this young lady pursuing um this to inspire other young ladies and other young men black children to want to look and see themselves in these stories so i i love that you are our it's a vibe it is an absolute Shout vibe to you, Ms. Diaz. keep doing what you're doing, doing what you're, you're doing not even 30 girl yes like i love 15. it so did you see the um the things going on around social media about chris brown where the girl who accused him of rape or deciding to sue him for $20 million has since been exposed by Mr. Brown himself. Apparently he had text messages and voicemails and whatnot from the young lady. Apparently she saw sent quite a few new photos saying he was the best, I guess, to be raw dick of her life or whatever. And that's sad if that's the only good dick you've had. I'm not knowing her age or whatever. Like you don't have... All I'm saying is that I'm not saying that he he is not good. He he might be, but that's that's the best you ever had to the point where when he don't respond, you decide you gonna sue him for twenty million dollars. I can't. Chris Chris cannot get a break. I'm not Chris. I love his music. I, even when I try not to, he he's a problematic artist for me. So when people out here satellizing your name. You know, don't want to believe you and everything. I, I just, I, that burns me up because we have too many people, women particularly, who have been raped and don't come forward because they don't feel like they're going to be believed. So women like her make it hard. It's just ridiculous. 
It's really ridiculous. I just want to go on record saying, Chris Brown, you could be the best bitch of somebody's life. I don't want to take that from you. I don't want to take those accolades <laughs> and those flowers from you, my dear, because, hey, if you want to split, I'll let. Well, I this mean, for research purposes, I can find out. Enjoy uh, it for the one night and the uh, memory. But if he decides that he's done with you, don't decide you're going to accuse the man of other things. Not saying you would, but I, whoever. I would never. First of all, I really hate that a large percentage of the clients I represent, we're there because of a lie that unfortunately started based off of something a woman said that wasn't 100% true. And the lie starts when things stop going her way so it was all fine and dandy in the relationship as long as you can go your way i mean like i hear recorded jail calls i'll keep you locked up nigga. like i mean like you know they're doing stuff where it's clearly like you're lying just to abuse and why do criminals insist on giving you the evidence like they send you voicemails text messages those are the victims (sighs) on the phone with the alleged aggressor same thing still why do why do the, the even the vic, the alleged victims anyway want to again provide evidence the thing tell you before you answer the phone we just well, cause being recorded and you still just go ahead and just spill out everything well that's the same reason i guess you lie on one thing and they go unnoticed or un, you know uncaught which which brings me to my point on this whole chris brown story right and that's all i'm saying i even go on my soapbox I do think there should be some consequences and repercussions for people who do decide to take the law into their own hands and just kind of lie and abuse that to their advantage. I agree. Because that's what, until they do that, it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening. Absolutely. Karen's too. Which, y'all included. Can't he civilly sue her though? I would imagine he could, but she slander. The thing is, will he though? Because she probably doesn't have any money. So he like, it's not even worth my time, but he exposed her so he didn't have to deal with it. But see, jail time should be on the table. That's what I'm saying. I agree. I think that you can civilly sue somebody who might not have no money. I don't care if you got two pennies. Every two penny you two pennies you get for the next 22 years, I'm going to be taking them. If I have to garnish it slowly, that's what I would be doing. Uh, just to prove a point. Yeah. There isn't enough. I don't think there are enough checks and balances in place for people who um, lie. Or abuse the system. Absolutely, so that's the answer. We need to put some things. You can't just be like sorry and go on with your life. No, that, we, that's not mm-mm. right. What you gonna do? Sue me? Like I think that they should. Yeah, yeah, I am. But they know most people are not going to. So we have to bridge that. Which reminds me that that also brings up um the situation with the uh the YouTube blogger who Cardi B sued for defamation because she was on her you know blog oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she had like what 1.2 million followers or whatever talking about that cardi b was part of some drug prostitution ring or whatever and the girl was doubling down talking about the corporate machine wanted to protect these interests and i'm just like sis you don't have enough money to try to to prove these things and at the end of the day who does that help in your world the moment the people told me to take that stuff down, it would have came down. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, uh, it's a lot of weirdness going on in the world today. But the 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 thing of it is, is to please keep your nose out of stupidity. Because when you reflect back on it, you're like, that's that was not a, a good time in my life. As to why I decided to do something really bonehead. Because I'm assuming this young lady who accused Chris Brown... Um, is young. She's not, I, I would like to think she ain't a big age doing silliness like that. Well, 
Well, how old is she? I'm not sure of her age, actually. Oh, okay. I must I want to assume that she is of a young age, and we'll update if I think if we if I confirm that she is young. But we'll move right along because I feel like I'm are. rambling because yeah, that happens. Whoever something. you are, shame on you. Shame. Moving on. Moving on. So our topics for today, we have two topics. Um, and so the first one we will focus on is a topic that I read on Reddit. So Reddit is a post or is it's a platform that Serena Williams' husband, Alexis Ohanian, created. Um, and so there's a lot of advice columns. And so one of the more popular uh, segments on that website is, am I the asshole? So the, a, a guy or girl will pose a question as to why, and they give kind of background and they, they're asking whether or not for advice, if they're an asshole or not. So this one particular post, this guy's talking about he and his wife both have six figure jobs and um, they've been together for almost five years, I think. And they were planning to have a baby, but because his wife is very analytical thinking, she wrote up like a plan, a business plan for how they're going to go about having this, this baby. Right. Okay. And so she asked him to replace a portion of her salary for taking off time to have the baby. So this is her, this is her thing. She gets six months paid leave. If she decides to stay all year off with the baby, this from seven to 12, she wouldn't receive any salary. Wait, whoa. So if for six months, they'll cover her. If she decides she wants to go a whole year on maternity her leave, her job, okay. yes. She won't be compensated for the, for the next six months after the first six months staying home with the baby. If the baby from, from six months from after the baby is already born. So right. Six months to a year. Right. She would have to go back to work essentially when the baby turns six months. Exactly. Got it. Right. So in the event that she decided to stay home, she said that because she's taking a sacrifice for the family physically, that she feels like he should replace some of her income. The other background was that they maintain separate finances for the most part. It, they But they bought their house together. The house is paid off. Um, most of the, their money goes into investment, savings, things like that. So this is the next big, big step in their life. However, they're not married. They didn't say why they're not married or, you know, what is the reasoning behind not being married? But he let him tell it they're common law married. However, as she's explaining everything and how she wants him to help replace some of her income, if there's expenses that her insurance didn't cover, that they would split that. He felt like by her asking him to replace some of her income, that it felt transactional. Like it felt weird. Her, he, he felt like he was paying her to have a baby. But at the same time, he was saying that he he gets it because she is taking a sacrifice, you know, with her body by having this child or whatever. So he was trying to figure out a way if to discuss it. He, the, if he, she's the asshole for asking for, Yes, I think that's what he was basically trying to get at. Is she an asshole for asking him or for him feeling weird about her asking? I'll defer to you before I... Before you say anything? Okay. Because I got a strong opinion. This is one of those posts where I couldn't flat out say she was an asshole because I feel like a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, the majority of us have been out here having kids with no plan. At least she out here discussing it ahead of time what she's expecting. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think it's a bad idea. However, there's a way to do it without saying, give me a part of my salary. You can say, while I'm off for six months, you cover the bills. 
know what I'm saying? And then when I get back to work, we'll keep doing it like we've been doing it, 50-50. Okay. The, but when I was talking to it, talking about it with Ricky, he was saying that he don't feel like he should be giving her, because he she asked for $50,000. Like, so let's say her salary is $100,000. She want him to cover the other fifty, And I'm like, because she's taking a hit in her, her salary, she feels like he should take a hit too. That's the hit you chose to take. Take your ass back to work in six months. If you want to be here for the first six months, where six months where the employer is going to um, cover it, cool. Then I'll be a stay-at-home dad for the next six months. And then are you gonna pay me? Mm. See what I'm. So, for instance, if if he decided because parenting is a cold decision, yes, it's your body. I can see if you're asking for compensation for the nine months that you physically carried it, right? That you didn't have a choice. Like mm-hmm. physically, it puts you out of the game. Like for instance, if I was a track runner and I broke my leg and I'm asking someone to compensate me until my leg gets back, you know, that's different. Sounds like she's still getting paid while she physically carrying the baby. Yeah, she was working after the baby gets here. Okay, so that's not that's not fair in my mind to him because now you're saying the baby's already here. But if I decide I want to spend six more months, then you gotta pay me. What if I decide I want to spend the next six months caring for the baby? Since you had the first nine plus six, if you had the first fifteen, why can't I have the next six? And now that I'm at home caring for the baby. Are you going to make up my salary pay cut? Because hmm. I guess the point of being at home with the child is to raise it the way you want to be raised and not have to pay for a nanny or some third party to come in and raise your child for you. If that's the grand idea behind staying at home, why does it have to be you that stays at home? Well, now, he didn't, maybe she didn't present that. that um... And that's why I feel like it's ghetto. You an asshole for telling me, oh, and if I decide I want to do this, then you going to do this. How you well, tell me well, what I want to do because of what you decided to do? So she came up with another scenario. I can't remember exactly what she said, but it what she said when he says that when she first presented it to him, she said, take your time. You don't have to make a decision. That she, it wasn't like he had to do it from what he said. So he could counter offer and say- well, He could counter offer, yes. Okay. So I kind of like your counter offer in that Hey, for the first six months, when you get paid, you be home. Then the next six months, I'll be home. And then when he has to take a pay cut, does she owe him some money? I don't know. For being at home? I, I, more, now, now he ain't say all that. Know how that shit he is. ain't say all that. But a lot of times, women do not want to take and the same reins that men's will. And that's why it's fine. So. Because how you think he entitled it? He, he's obligated to give you a pay cut. No. Well, I don't know if it was a matter of her thinking it was he's obligated, but she just brought it to him. She like, hey, this is what I think I want to do, or what I feel like we should do because I'm taking the brunt of it for us having a baby. What is the basis of what? The basis of him owing her money. She feels like that he should compensate her for taking the pay cut. I don't know. But I don't think he should replace her entire salary. You're fine to feel how you want to feel. Or part of it. Her feeling is that she's taking a sacrifice. And he not? No, not physically. He ain't. The physical part has passed six months in. Yeah, but then you got that six weeks, you're going to be down. And then, I mean, the recovery and everything else. Six months that they're giving her in the party. I don't know. She just for planning for if 
she decided to stay home. Like you said, but he can counter offer. I think the thing that he was focusing on is the transactional, the transactional like, net, the her asking him like, hey, you gonna pay me such and such for taking a pay cut for having your baby. Like it's not our baby. <laughs> so he just felt weirded out about by that. But I just love Reddit posts for the simple fact that it allows you to think. I can't always just flat out say, oh, you the asshole. I have right. to really, sometimes we'll, like if we're on a long drive, yeah. we'll talk about it and I get to hear his perspective and he gets to hear mine. So, you know what I'm saying? So I love those Am I the Asshole posts. Have you guys seen any Am I the Asshole posts that you like flat out was like the asshole or something that you had to think about? Let us know by sending us an email to atlwateringhole at gmail.com. Girls need an asshole. I love assholes. That's all I need. Hmm. So I guess. I why why do I want an asshole exactly? I don't know. You have to ask the baby that. Huh. 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 Hmm. You know, like okay. you can't wear your heart on your sleeve because someone's going to be trying to holler at your woman. You also can't be in a position where you don't feel like you're worthy of your woman because then that's like, oh, it causes conflict. You don't get hmm. it. Not, not making, not making, not <laughs> bridging the gap. I mean, no. Think about it. If you had, okay, if you are a man, I guess. I can't make it make sense because I'm not a man and you're not either. But in my mind, if I'm a man and I'm dating a very, very attractive woman, a pretty woman, mm -hmm. I got to somehow have some type of something within myself to where I'm okay. Okay. With the day to day that she's about to deal with. Okay. So let me give and you an example. Most and why I feel that way are assholes. So my son, I love him to death, love my child, but. Since since he's got got out of high school, he has become an sort asshole. of an asshole, right? His girlfriend is gorgeous. Okay, one time he was supposed to come with us to the airport, and so we drove past the pool where he was at, thinking he gonna hop in the car and go home. His girlfriend gets out the pool in that bikini. I said, okay, he belongs <laughs> in the street. He was it's not done. coming with me. No, nope. and so and he had to have a certain. Uh, there his listen. My son was in the car with the girl, and dudes was acting like my child was not standing there, and my son flipped the hell out. Because he's an ass, and you need to be one to deal with what you're about to understand. I, but I think you need to dial it back just a little bit because the the day <laughs> that girl realizes her power, you're gone. Well, to keep the girl intrigued to the point where she—it must be working, man. It is working because I told baby, you need to you you move need, on because he ain't awesome. it right now. He he, he, he got to need to work on some things. She, a, and she'll say, "Okay." Two seconds later, I see them on right the phone there. right there. So Everybody I'm like, clearly, oh, everything she asked him to do, or she asked he asked her to do. She like, how how do I jump? I, it's a mind and not to say that my son isn't attractive because he is because he came from me. But the point of the matter is, his it's girlfriend more is so beautiful. Like attraction. Yeah. yeah, and I just maybe Shout that, that, that must be some truth to it. The baby, I knew what you were saying. She's not picking up what you're saying. I'm, pick, I'm picking it up when I look at it from that aspect. But see, that's why I like my man a little regular. I don't like you when don't they like too fine. Mm -mm. I can't. My my nerves but will you're be also shot. Not an asshole. 
But, and I'm not an asshole. Because I'll date Idris. Hey, look, <laughs> wish she died. <laughs> and I'm not wishing death upon that girl. I you are that. funny. I'm well, assuming Gil didn't say got, nothing. I still got eggs. Gil did not respond to me. <laughs> Gil, Gil, if you're a bird, he saw my message and did not mm. respond. Anyway, mm. uh, yeah, moving on. I'm, I hate it. I have no problem. I feel like if I had Mike B, ass man, because I'm an asshole. If I had Mike B, I wouldn't be able to make it. I would be out here struggling. Doing? You would be stressed. Struggling. With no, would have no, would have no type of uh, peace. No. I am happy with what I got. So our second topic, as I'm over here messing <laughs> with my ice cream. Um oh, okay. So there's a young man that went viral for a clip from his podcast in which he says that um successful women basically push themselves out of the dating pool. Oh, this was my favorite one. Right. And so I've been watching video commentary analyzing what he said. Mm -hmm. So funny enough, one of my former clients, her daughter used to date the young man. Right. And so he reached out to her because he knows she has a large platform talking about dating and different things like that, especially for successful women. So they went on a three-hour lunch, and so she did another live video talking about what they discussed um, as to what he meant. And so she is one of those people who says never, you know, react off a, you know, a clip or something that's taken out of context. You want to get more background information, right? And so... Before I get into what she said, when a dude says that, what does that sound like to you? Or would you ask for more information? <laughs> I don't know, because the part of me, I've said that before, and I'm not a guy. Okay. So, like, me saying it as a woman, it feels different to me than if I were to hear it from a man. So, without any backstory, if I heard it from a man, I might think, you just broke. <laughs> But if but I've said it before because I'm not broke and I know plenty of women in my field mm-hmm. who are very successful mm-hmm. and bitter as hell and just mm-hmm. and I'm like, girl, don't nobody want that. Mm. So like when I'm saying it, it's because I'm speaking from a place of understanding and self-identification. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never want to be that. Right. Be down that. Right. So I receive it softer in a way. Versus if I were to hear some man just going in on a woman, I would be like, you just broke. Right. And right. you just don't want to rise to the level. Right. You're insecure. But I, I know how it could be true because I've said it. Mm. So I don't know. What flavor is this? So we, we got ice cream from the neighborhood spot. I could we be talking about we talking ice cream in the background. Um, this is Kentucky salted caramel. So anywho. So Okay, so backstory, before you got the backstory, what were your originals? Be, the backstory, before I got the backstory, I thought to myself, he must be insecure, is what I, I initially thought. Oh. But then I also said, I feel like I need to watch the rest of it, too, because I couldn't make an informed decision 
or either way without hearing the rest. Cause it literally was like a, a, a what? 15 second clip, you know? And again, the, the gentleman was saying that when you're, when you're successful, what, what do you need me for? You get, you already got everything. He said, um, Shout out to my ex who said that same thing. Go ahead. <laughs> he was saying, um, th this young lady he was dating said she had a really great job. She had a house, all of that stuff. The only thing that was missing was a man. And the one thing that I realized about men, and obviously, you know, I'm not a man, but what I think and what I've heard is that men like to feel needed. And they are designed to be providers. Yep. They are designed to be protectors. And so when you, you're you doing all of those things for yourself, sometimes they don't know where they fit in. Absolutely. Right? So I watched my client's video. And she says that when she was talking to the gentleman, they had a three-hour conversation. He says that he feels like he didn't articulate what he meant. And so she translated for him by saying that a lot of times women who are extremely successful with their careers, their homes and all these different things are very masculine leaning. That and so that was her that translation. Was that was your originally said? Basically just that when they get home, they're acting like niggas to where there's no, there's no feminine side to them. And so when man comes home, he don't want to have to compete with you in masculine energy. He dealing with that all day at work. Same thing with you. I don't think a lot, a lot of us lead with masculine energy in the work, especially if you're a hustler type, you know, you're, you're always looking for the next client or the next contract, whatever the case <laughs> is. And so sometimes we don't know how to turn it off. I've had this conversation with you. Have I not? I think we I have, have but I, I was talking about like a, 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 saying how, it's really hard on women and I feel like it's some bullshit. We get the short end of the stick in that in that respect because it's you're raised up, be Cinderella, be dainty, be a mother, and you're told to be these things from six to twelve. But then from eight to five or eight to six, you're told be smarter, be the smartest person in the room, be the sharpest person in the room. Speak with aggression, lead with this, go get it. And it's like you're constantly doing flipping a switch, except we're human. Yeah. I'm not a light switch on a wall. So for you to expect me to just completely flip on, flip off, I go from mama to hoe to this. No, not mama I mean, to hoe. I gotta be touch the dangly thing in the back of my throat. Like you know what? Shut up. From 12 to 2. Just shut up. That's just, a part two. I cannot. wrote a book recently called identity switch yeah because her belief is that you can still be a successful businesswoman without all the masculinity that you can still be your feminine self and get things done it depends on the business <sighs> i don't believe that i think it depends on the business you think it depends on the business? predominantly male business where the people you have conversations with on a daily basis are mostly men mm -hmm. i disagree wholeheartedly disagree now if i'm selling some hair butter shea butter honey you know bath balls or if i'm doing hair where all i talk to is females possibly but i have 50 million conversations a week and maybe one of them is with a woman so it's always i'm like hi this is miss fails what's up lawana 
No, it's been spells. I don't know you, bro. <laughs> then it's like, you know, well, they talk to you in man talk. Or if you're going to see a client and you're the person that can help them, they still can't get around the fact that you're a woman. So it's like, yeah, you're gonna help me get off and then I'm gonna take you out. Sorry, no, you're not. Mm. I don't I don't even know why you would think I want you to take me out. And if I did, that's not the approach. You usually say that or you just say it in your head and just laugh. I say no. <laughs> no, thank you. It's a no. It's a, and I don't even say no, thank you. I say it's a no for me. <laughs> now back to what we were talking about up here. Like, can you focus? Yeah. And yeah, I feel like when I go in a courtroom, my voice is drowned out a lot of times, so I'm loud. But I do make a perfect, I, I do make it a mission to code switch. I really do. I try to make my man feel wanted, feel needed. Um, well, see, that, that requires you to be cognizant of it. cognizant of it. And I think a lot of us are not, especially in the legal field. I agree we with that. Not We're not cognizant of it. Because we even have conversations with our friends that feel like interrogation. So I'm like, whoa, man. Back up. You're asking me a lie. Back you know, up. Like, you know, I'm not your client. I'm, I'm not on the stand. I'm not your man. I'm not, and then you up. probably shouldn't be talking to him like that either. Because if I was your man, <laughs> I wouldn't be for long. No. It's kind of like how we saw on whatever the dating show we watched. Was it Ready to Love? One of those seasons where the lawyer was on there. She was sitting by the pool. And she was just trying to ask. Yeah, now, funny enough, ready to love update. <laughs> she actually is with the dude she was doing all that questioning. They, 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 they yeah. nah. I, they are. They got whole YouTube look, channel. Look, look it up. It. Look it up. They are together, together. He don't have a beard. The Rashad guy, bald. That's not what she was questioning and that said he felt like he was under interrogation. It was the other guy. Mm. With the beer and the glasses. Well, her and Rashad tried to date and towards the stopped. end. Yeah. When they were, I guess she that's, realized she was about to be off the show. That's not the one, though. But that's the one she's dating. Oh, okay. I didn't think she was going to date nobody because the of the red, right, the way strong. she came across. Yeah. You know, and then seeing kind of back savvy. But that's a that's another story entirely. But my ex, he said that to me. That what? Darnell. He was like, um, you know, sometimes, and this was not in the midst of an argument. I forget what we were talking about. And he was like, you know, sometimes it's just really hard to be there for you. And I was like, what does that even mean? He was like, you know, I feel like you don't really necessarily need me for anything. You just kind of want me here and there. And I got to figure out how to get in where I fit in. But I know you don't need me. And because I know that, it sometimes just makes it hard. And I'm like, that's crazy to me because in my mind, I would think like the people who don't need you are the people you show up for even more because it's like, damn, she got a whole lot of weight that she carrying around mm -hmm. and she making that shit look easy. But I got similar weight and I know it ain't easy. I know it's not heavy. So let me help lighten the load. But instead of doing that, you'd rather lighten the load from somebody who's barely carrying something. You want to go get the pillows and, and, and the um, stuffed animals out this bitch hands, but you will leave me with the bricks. It's like, and I, I was like, I don't understand that. And he was like, well, because even though she's carrying the stuffed animals, I know she's carrying that because that's all she can carry. So I feel compelled to like jump to her rescue. Mm. I was like, that's crazy. So because you know I got it, you can't get it. He's like, yeah. Mm. And to a man that made perfect sense. He said it without even blinking. He said it like that made perfect sense. And I was like, well, I don't want for you to think that. I can see how you think that. Because I don't. I've always been raised. You don't need nobody but Jesus. 
But mm. everybody needs somebody. Jesus yes. put him out here for you to get the help from him. You know? Right. So, and he had disciples. He needed to help spread the word. Correct. So I don't want you to think I don't need you. I don't really know how you find that balance. But then, flash forward, I ended up throwing that whole conversation back because I said, see, this is why I don't fuck with folks now. You say you want somebody that needs you. Then they put themselves in a position to need you. And you fuck it up. Well, one thing, again, I always go back to my client. She'll say just because other people are out of pocket or they get out of position don't mean you step out of position or let things change you because they didn't do what they were supposed to do in the moment. Like when you needed them, they didn't show up. That doesn't mean you stop asking for help because a lot of women, we we're taking on so many different things that I don't think we were necessarily designed for and it's causing disease in the body. So like, for instance, my client, Again, I, I love I use her example just because she talks about this all the time about the sex successful women that she coaches all the time or used to coach because um, she doesn't do it anymore because women were just so disagreeable. They never wanted to see the things that they needed to work on as to why they were not meeting the men that they wanted to meet, you know, or um, the, the unrealistic expectations and things like that. And she said she used to be that woman that was so masculine all the time. And then next thing you know, she was diagnosed with lupus, which is an autoimmune disease. And so she realized she had to dial back. She says a lot of her lupus flares um, would come from stress. You know, so a lot of times we're putting a lot of stress on ourselves when we don't know how to dial it back or to figure out a way to use our femininity to still get things done and i agree but like you said because i don't understand like when you have this you well again well the interesting thing enough is again she for the most part works with women but i was thinking about what you said a lot of professions don't allow for you to be feminine i'm trying to think of the one that i'm trying to think what i could use from my feminine energy to make this murder trial less stressful yeah what exactly am i supposed to do you you no you that's one of them things where it's going to be it's going to have to be when you get home and it, you can't do that there you're going to have to have a level of you know putting the stuff under your eyes like a football player getting ready for the game i i just don't see it and like even me as a transactional lawyer i have I, i've put myself in like a, a a persona to get it across to people in a way that makes sense which is how i use the basketball references all the time mm -hmm. i don't think that necessarily lends to me being in my femininity or whatever but i try to when i'm not working or whatever dial that back and ask for help when i need it or you know just just walking in that feminine energy i like i like to light candles i like to try to set the mood my, my intentions in my mind that when i speak to my man is in a soft voice i'm not screaming and hollering at him like i would or hey you know what i'm saying like it's not with aggression and base in my voice or whatever it's like man you know is that the only thing that's masculine though because i don't even go to work talking to people crazy i really don't you, but some people do talk to me crazy than you talking to me crazy i really am just but we know so many women who aren't yeah and i probably can't i, I can get on a ram like on a rampage with questioning if you let me right like if you say stuff and it, does, it starts not to make sense i could start asking a whole lot but i try i feel like i try it's just very hard because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results so right if i've done it again and again where i gave somebody that power i gave somebody that 
opportunity to step up and help me where I couldn't help myself and you drop the ball over and over again. Why would I keep operating like that if it's gotten me nowhere? Well, I think at that point, we have to, I guess, kind of examine the people that we're entertaining, not so much what we're doing. It's the people we're entertaining. They're like, okay, I need to switch it up so that the next person, I will have vetted them enough to know that they were worthy of my effort. And there is something to be said about this because I've always thought you are to a certain extent what you attract. I believe that I tend to attract men who are weak in some in some facet. Somewhere, some way, they have like a weakness. And it's a detrimental weakness because I think we all have them. We just got to figure out which like ones we can, right? The ones we can and, live with. And I mean detrimental to their success. But then I wonder what it is about me that keeps attracting that type of person. So there is, you are what you attract, and then mm-hmm. there's the principle of opposites attract. So is it that I'm coming off so strong that the weak see me as a place of refuge, like a hospital almost? Right. Or is it that? I'm in a sense weak and I'm overcompensating and they're doing the same thing to hide their weaknesses. And so that's Mm. why I may be attracting them. I don't know. Right. But at the end of the day, whatever people are doing that's out of pocket, we can't let it make us get out of pocket. Does that make sense? Oh, no, I completely agree. Yeah. I think a lot of times we like, oh, well, you see, it didn't work. So I'm not going to do that no more. Well, no. Because at the end of the day, it's still good for you, you know, even though very, that person wasn't the one that we, to give it to the person. It's very hard to feel like that's good for you, though. Like, I understand completely what you're saying, and I yeah. split, agree with it. I'm just saying that it's very much easier said, very more easier. so than done, because very you easier. can't, you're gonna, you're saying that, but then in your mind, you're still replaying the trauma. Right. You're still replaying the fact that that didn't feel good. No, it So didn't. it's like you're saying it's, it's good for me, but it doesn't feel good to me. No. It's kind of like vegetables. No. At some point, you just kind of got to make it a habit to where the vegetables start to taste good, you know? And you're going to keep on eating them, even if sometimes they might be burnt, you know? (laughs) Or you might put a little too much salt on it or whatever, but you know, at the end of the day, it's still good for you to, you know, again, have a new approach to how you interact with people and watching how they interact with you, you know? Because we, we have the ability to assess situations and um, to address how we're going to respond to it versus how people do. Mm-hmm. Like, cause um, who was it I saw? It was this, um, oh, Kiki, Kiara Sheard was saying that she doesn't let her girlfriends spend the night at her I house. Saw you saw that? They have to go to a hotel. She don't want them around her man. But at the end of the day, if he really wanted to cheat, you stopping your friends from coming to the house is not going to be the reason why he don't cheat, baby. But is that a her thing? I mean, is that a him cheating thing or is that just a her? I just think it was probably a question that was asked to her that she didn't, she didn't come up with that on her own. Somebody asked her and that's why she gave that response. But what all I'm saying is we can't control what other people do. We can only control our actions at the end of the day. So I don't, if somebody that we chose has stepped out of position, I'm not going to allow that to change me. Now I'm going to be upset and I'm probably going to let that person go for whatever reason. But like you said, it's still going to hurt. You're still going to reflect on it, but I just don't want to stay there too long. You know, it's kind of one of those things you don't want to let it eat eat at you and linger. Cause a lot of women and myself included, 
will get hurt. And then years and years will go by before you back in the day. Well, you know, I'm still healing. Well, at some point you got to make a, a, that scar, the scab is, it's kind of like, like a scab you get on your arm. It's going to be bleeding for a little bit, but after a while, a scab is going to be on there and it's going to heal. So you're going to have to look at your emotional healing in the same way. There's a scab over. It's time to move on, put some uh, bio oil on it or whatever you need to do to get back on up out there. You know, so it ain't always easy, but I do think, again, sometimes women try to lead in the way that men lead when it comes to dating by saying oh i got a good job i got a good car i got i got this that and the third but men don't care about stuff like that from women the way that we like that stuff from them well most of us because you know we're wired for we want security we want stability you know for somebody to that's naturally in us that's you know it's like a a basic instinct men are looking I think for, some women don't want that though i think some women just want companionship everybody doesn't want stability and security they some people feel like they can provide that on their own and they're looking for a man for just companionship. Well, then you you need to articulate it in a different way. You can't say, well, you know, I got a good job. I got to get that. Because he's going to no. be like, well. Okay. It's real aggressive. And sometimes you can be aggressive and don't know you're being aggressive. And then right. you're so aggressive that somebody feels like they can't check you on it. Right. Because I have several male friends and I hear that a lot. So my best male friend prefers someone less masculine like that's really why we're such good friends and could never be more because he's like i'm the male i'm the female version of him mm. taurus if he start hollering here i'm you know like it's right. just a lot of energy but i do i do like i said try to dial it back so let's before we close out give me Let's let's make a pact here because we're okay. both in a legal field, a mm -hmm. field that's predominated by white males. Mm -hmm. Let's come up with four things that we'll do okay. in our daily or weekly lives right. to to dial down the masculinity and pump up the femininity. What we gonna do? Let's oh, name God. four feminine things that we gonna do. Well, one thing I've been trying to be cognizant of. Is that like if I go to the grocery store or anything, any place where I might need help getting something, I'm not gonna do it myself. If I see, I'll, I'll ask somebody to help me. Okay, so you know, ask for someone. Ask for help, help with the heavy lifting. With the heavy no, lifting. We're not gonna just say help. We ain't gonna make it blanket. We got, we got to narrow. I'm acting like my hands is broke. Can you be? Can you be? You got those nice muscles. I just now, not, I'm real good on that one and they're probably moving fast in the mug when you say that don't they it just depends <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know, know. So, I asked my uncle he was like I'm not moving that <laughs> you better get one of these well, different. <laughs> <laughs> but I still ask <laughs> ask and you shall receive okay yeah. okay that's one that's a good one yeah okay um surround ourselves with things that that cause us to want to be more feminine I like flowers you know i think that kind of awakens that femininity in, in you candles you know things that kind of set the mood okay. for you to be sensual like again again i always use my class an example she had a stripper pole in her and house okay. and she said it, it always helped her set her sensuality and things like that like there's a story in the bible where it talks about this woman who danced for the king the and I don't know if it was Delilah, no. but whoever it was, after she did her dance, the king was like, what do you, he gave her the whole, all the lands. 
Oh, so I got to be right there. I got to get me. I got to get me. See my the eight count gonna come out with left feet. Okay, I have always given you confirmation in that area. Yeah, I definitely need to. Do things that kind of keep you in that you know relaxed state. So yes, I'm gonna work on. I want to take another pole class because I've done that before. And um, there's this other dance that I want us to learn as possibly our first wedding dance is Kazumba. It is a very close to the body dance. So that's something we'll do. That might be one of our next, you know, couple dates. Okay. To go to a Kazumba class. I'm going to say skin, hair, and nails. Because I think that is a very much feminine thing. Um, and now, you know, I stay ready with the nails. Yeah. That's my I, thing. I think that if we can be cognizant of just making sure we keep that at least halfway together, it's a little thing, but it helps you embrace your femininity. It makes you feel like a woman. Right. Because men ain't out here doing that. So when you do those things in rotation, I think that that helps. So right. ask for help with the heavy lifting. What's the second one? Keeping, you know, things that inspire your femininity around you. Light candles, candles flowers. flowers. Okay. You know, I'm going to be gardening this summer. I okay. definitely want to do that. We're going to do container gardens Skin, on the porch. hair, and nails. Yes. Um, you know, just self-care in that sense. Yes. Typically. And yes. then we need one more. Hmm. What would be the last thing? Bust it open. Get an eight count. No, I'm just kidding. I, I thought <laughs> that we already said that one. <laughs> what did that fall under? That was that. Um, again, keeping you in, t- in touch with your sensuality, you know, because it, it don't even have to be the most beautiful woman. But if she knows how her confidence in the point of the matter, you asked me what what was that about? Oh, that was yeah. what that's the one it fell under. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So number four, this is it. Submit. Submit. Yep. Allow men to lead. Yeah. Allow someone to lead, and I say that. Not even necessarily a man. No. We're talking about things we can do to dwell in our femininity. It can be a conversation with your girlfriend. It can be a conversation with your mama, your aunt. I challenge you that once a week or once a month, however we're however many, however often we're putting these four tools of success into play, throw an argument once a month, once a week, whatever it is. Even if you know you right, just a minute say you got it. And you know what? I do that's that. A feminine trait. And I, I do the that. The more we try to argue our point, we got to be right. For what? Right. Be wrong. Because right. I'm going to tell you right now, Idris, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. I will be Why wrong. Why do you keep bringing this married man in this? Because you got to speak it. I cannot. You wanted to be unmarried? See, you love me too. I cannot. All I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, if you're right, even if you're wrong, I'm going to let you be right. I'm a, For the you, right man, I'm going to let you be right. I'm a bird. Okay? <laughs> and if you tell me, I'm going to be like that girl on coming to America. Okay? Talk like a big dog. That was a big dog. That was femininity. That was it. That's what they wanted you to understand. Wow. And you don't got to do it every day. She obviously did it to the extreme. Right. But that's the point. She wanted to serve her king. Right. And, that, and, and serving your king is not weak. I think a lot of women we've been conditioned to think that in allowing people to lead you or 
um, walking away from an argument, that means you're weak. No, it's, it takes a lot of strength to walk it away really from an does. argument. Because I really I had to dial it back one time with a client and I had to remind myself, it ain't working. Namaste. namaste. <laughs> and on that note, that's what we're going to leave y'all with. Yes, young kings, yes, 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 yes. Namaste. No matter what's going on around you, if people cause you want to react in a certain way at the end of the day remember that you can only control yourself you cannot control other people so don't let just because other people step step out of position doesn't mean that you have to step out of position too um or let somebody change you because of a bad experience you know we have to kind of examine some of the people that we're allowing into our lives you know as to why we keep attracting a certain type of person that that causes a certain type of reaction out of us so just to be more mindful of how we move, because if you start doing things at what they say, after 21 days, it becomes a habit. You, it just becomes I a part of who you are. They not lying? They lying? lying. Oh, hmm. You did something for 21 days, then it become a habit? Yeah. Hmm. I worked out for 21 days. Straight. Mm -hmm. Didn't miss beat. Well, not. No, I probably didn't. Mm. Mm. I still think it's a lie. Well, mm. well, I'm doing this 75-day 75 hard challenge. I drank all the water for 41 days. And how did that go? Fast. Okay, well. It ain't no habit. You saw me. Hypocrisy. You was like, you, you, you couldn't wait. Okay, I had two Dr. Peppers today. That ain't no habit. No. Okay? It's not a habit. You definitely do not. But I will say, <laughs> for me, it's to the point where I do not crave pop. I got to say pop because pop every listen, so I am from it's Detroit. So they say pop, so but everything in me wanted to say the other word so because I was here. Yes. But when and I was back home, I was like, no, I am saying pop. With a whole lot of pronunciation. It's kind of hard, it's but <laughs> I don't want to do it. Not good for you guys. Y'all trying to change me. That's what it is. 313 all day. What up, though? Sweetheart. But I don't drink pop. I drink water gleefully is what I was meant to say. 21 days. Still ain't happened for my dog. Doc. And I'm doing the 75 hard challenge where I'm doing two 45 minute workouts every day. I'm on day seven. 45 days? How many days? 75 days. Shit, nah. Two 45 minute workouts. Shit, nah. I, I tell you. Well, and she, she got a way to get ready for y'all. That's why she's doing all that. I, I'm just going to be an innocent bystander. I don't know about innocent, and you certainly won't be a bystander. I am she, will, she will be by, standing by me, but not a bystander. Props perfectly behind some faux flowers hiding my back. <laughs> <laughs> I will be. <laughs> Perfectly positioned. Okay, find my light and find my angles. Yes, angles, baby. Angles. But I'm having spanks. Yeah, I'm doing the same. I, I, when I tell you it is hard, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life besides maybe having a kid, I suppose. It's 40, 45 minutes twice a day. Twice a day. Twice a day. And then they want you to do outdoor, indoor. So I went to a yoga class. It was over an hour. Yeah. A hot yoga class. I it was so yoga. good. Oh my gosh, I love hot yoga. Oh, it was everything. such a great class. But we're, I digress. So you guys, what are you going to do, at ladies, to tap into your feminine energy? Um, and what do you think about 
Did you watch the podcast with the young man who said that successful women sometimes, I guess, talk themselves out of the dating pool because they're coming off with such strong masculine energy that sometimes men don't feel like there's a space for them. We'd like to hear your thoughts. ATLWateringHole at gmail.com. Until next time. You guys say who we are. We didn't do that. Oh, we're terrible. I am LaWanna Fells of the Fells Firm, where advocacy is priority. Look us up, If you get in trouble, you know we got your back. Trying to stay out of trouble, though, because we like it like that. Yeah, we prefer. And I am EJ of EJ Lee Law Practice, where the motto is to be out here with your IP referee whistle official. We've got some group training coming up for those who... Uh, might not necessarily be able to afford to work with EJ Lee Law one-on-one, but you can take this group training class and you'll be in there with some other business owners and you'll get an actual walkthrough of filing your own trademark registrations. And I do mean your own. Do you, This does not mean you go filing for other people because then that would be the unauthorized practice of law. So let's not do that. But you can give us a call at 678-343-2799 and all of our contact information will be in the description box. All right. All right, y'all. The watering hole is getting better, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste.